Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial quarterback. Whether you've had years of success in your business or are just starting out, DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family and guide you toward the fulfillment of that goal. As they say, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your virtual family office. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Hey, any better I have to be twins, Eric. That's right. It's, it's that old commercial with the, uh, what is it, double bit and gum? That's, that's right. All I, whenever you say that, that's all I picture is just you chopping <laughs> on gum and there's two of you. So <laughs> You're dating yourself. You're dating hey. yourself. <laughs> and? But you knew the reference. So what does that mean? <laughs> well, I did too. So yeah, we're, we're in the same boat there. <laughs> All right. I know that you've got a special guest on today, and that is Ron Delano. Why did you bring Ron on the show today? Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this because uh, Ron's a good friend, and uh, Ron is he's the owner of Ron's Collision Center in Somerset, Pennsylvania, which is an auto body and collision repair shop. And it's a family business. Uh, Ron and his nice. family, they've been in business for over 30 years. And, and Ron's also, you know, he's such a cool guy. He's got such an entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, how he can see opportunities out there and, and how to apply his, his natural business sense to those things, whether it's in new businesses, whether it's in with his church, any of those type of things. So I wanted to have Ron on because he's dealt and overcome many of the challenges, uh, building a business and learning how to incorporate his family into that business. So I'm so thankful that he's willing to share uh, his experiences with us. So, uh, hey, Ron, glad to have you on. Yeah, awesome. Glad to be here. That's awesome. That's that's great. So, so I thought to just start. I want to, maybe we could give the audience just a brief overview of how you actually got started in business. Sure, it, it's kind of um, even amazing to me when I was when I was a youngster and, and going to school. I, I I was always going to garages um, of uncles and, and and relatives that was in the in the family, and uh, I've always was drawn to. Uh, the automotive industry as as a young young man very young man and and when i got to high school and we wanted to we had to make some choices you know so i cho- chose the vocational uh, path and applied for auto body school believe it or not and the classes and I, we had to take a second choice which was and i chose heating and plumbing because at those oh. at that time when i went to school the um you know, there was a waiting list to get into some of the vocational schools. So anyhow, lo and behold, I did not get my um, my first choice, and like I was devastated. So anyhow, mom and dad was happy. They didn't want me to become a mechanic or an auto body guy. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> I pursued the, the the heating and plumbing world for a little while while I was in school, and didn't like it. But uh, make a long story short, I met a girl, and her dad had a body shop, and guess what? I started working for him when I was about 16. It was an awesome experience. I knew nothing. I was sweeping dirt floors, honestly. They weren't even, they weren't even cemented. Right. And uh, I had a great time doing it, and I just loved uh, where I was at. And um, I grew there. At the age of 25, I think I ended up buying his house in kind of a backyard body shop, so to speak. That's where I started my career at. That's awesome. That, I mean, it's just, a, just a, such a neat story, and it's interesting how. And, and the one thing I did not know is that you did you actually had uh, the uh, the heating uh, the uh, plumbing and heating 
background and that that was actually you didn't get the first choice of the body shop so but how god kind of leads us down these paths uh that uh surprise us many times too yeah that was that was certainly amazing to me as i look back at it like he has it's almost like he had a purpose designed for me and uh, mom and dad was or anybody else was not going to deny that so um, i was lucky to know what I wanted to do from, from very young, and um, I'm, I'm grateful for that because I, I see so many people struggling uh, to find their purpose in life. Oh, exactly, exactly. So so who actually, uh, so tell us a little bit about the business, like who works there, how many employees you have, just yeah, kind of give us a little bit of background on, on your shop specifically. Yeah, sure. Of course, it started out small. It was just me and myself. And if I wanted a large crowd, I had to put mirrors up so I could see and <laughs> pretend like there was more people around me. But the um, honestly, it grew throughout the years. Uh, and then in 2001, we uh, we built a new shop. We currently employ mid 20s. I'm not sure of the exact head count there, but we got about 23, 24 employees somewhere in that neighborhood. And um, both of my boys have been in the business, and there was some coming and going of those uh, of, of, of my uh, children in, in the business, and uh, that whole journey is is kind of a journey in itself. Right, I think I think it's uh, it's it's typical of a, a lot of family businesses, and I, I think many times the kids kind of just kind of assume, hey, we're going to come into the business. But I think you and I both found out that in a lot of ways they weren't really equipped. And, and I think sometimes it's good when they kind of walk away and are able to get experience in other areas that then they can bring back to the business. I don't know if that's been your uh, your experience so far. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I'm not sure that there's any template for this. I think each and every family business is uniquely different with the chemistry that makes up all the personalities and all the uh, circumstances that goes along with with each business but the, the biggest struggle for me was not my journey but it was their journey and for me to be able to somehow learn to grow to accept them in some way accept them where they were at and to remember that I didn't end up where I'm at at 50 some years old, all in one jump. So you know, it, it was it was it's, it's, it was a difficult journey for me as as well as for them as well. Right. Oh yeah. And I and like we you and I have talked about this a lot of times. The kids, you know, because you know, we start the business either when we're single or maybe just as young parents, and so the kids kind of um they they've kind of grown up in the business, but they've never really seen like the toil and struggle, like you having to sweep the floors at when you were working for uh, the guy you bought the business from, and so they they have a bit of a distorted perception on what it actually takes to build a business. I mean, would you, would you agree with maybe that was one of the big challenges with, uh, with your kids? Yeah, that's, that's definitely a disadvantage of a second generation of coming into it. Um, with what little I know so far, uh, as I look back, would I have done things much differently? Um, certainly would have, but I'm not sure that I'd been any more successful doing it some other way, because, um, I think you just have to go through, the jungle to get there, so to speak. Yeah, the the kids, you know, the second generation is going to come in with some sense of entitlement, uh, some sense of a much easier path. 
I think when we talked before, I'd always say, you know, I, I cut the brush out of the path and then I poured, put shale on, on the pathways and then I come, come back through and I paved the pathways. So we, we, as, as parents, we want to make it very, very easy for our, for our children. We think that's the answer and that's the, the route for success. And of course, with me being the first generation, I didn't know any of these things. So, um, I, I learned all those things, um, through the good old school of hard knocks. So, uh, and I'm still learning. We're still journeying through, through this transition from a, a first generation business to a second generation business. Well, exactly. And I, I think that's a natural inclination. You know, uh, I feel the same way. It's that we've kind of gone through these struggles and we don't want to see our kids face the pain. I was actually, uh, there's a great book by uh, Malcolm Gladwell um, called Outliers. And he talks about some of when, when especially like immigrants were coming over and he, he uses specifically the Jewish immigrants. When they came over, they started these businesses, especially in the garment district, because they, that's what they did uh, back in Europe and toiled and struggled. What was interesting was that then the next generation, they didn't push them to go into business. They wanted them to become professionals because they didn't because they, they didn't want to see them have to go through all the challenges uh, that they had to go through. But in a lot of cases, I at least I, I think I found this in my life. I think you've probably found this in your life and find this in our kids' lives is that they need to go through those struggles and challenges. That's where we grow, whether it's in our business life, whether it's in our personal and family lives, whether it's in our spiritual life, you know, you, you and I have talked about this kind of on a, on a much higher spiritual level where we're called to carry our cross, but it's in our carry, carrying of the cross that we can have that triumph. I completely agree with that. And as, as, as we mature and gain wisdom, we start to look at the world through a, a bit of a different lens. And for our children and um, for the people that are that are coming after us, they have to go through that same journey too. So right. um, sometimes that's difficult for us for us to watch. And uh, you know, we really need to exercise careful thought and care and, uh, and 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 accept people where they're at and allow them to journey through that same through those same trials and tribulations that um, that we went through and uh, they're going to go through it differently than what we did and that's what's hard we want we want somebody to just copy what we've done and, and continue on with the success yeah exactly and one thing I wanted to ask you Ron is so you kind of talked about the boys coming into the business and then having to find kind of find their way and you also to find your way where did you have kind of this epiphany that I need to do some things differently. Well, we, we were going through struggles. Honestly, the boys are growing and they're continuing to journey towards um, I th- what I think will uh, ultimately and hopefully be a successful career for them as well. But to talk a little bit about the entitlement and the maturity level and, and not going through the uh, the trials and tribulations that I did. And, and, and in all honesty, and, and I say this over and over to my boys, it's, it's not about making money it's not about doing the business things it's about the people because really without the people we don't have a business and and, you know i'm so grateful for the great employees employees that we have they do an awesome job and you know is it a perfect world absolutely not but as an owner uh and maturing to a level to where i can understand that each and every employee is on a journey and 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 trying to teach that to my kids that you know so they can continue to to care about people and and give value to other people's families and uh, the community that's around us. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, I think that's one of the things that impresses me the most about you is how you've ha- you have a very successful business. And, and, and to the audience, I'm going to tell you, Ron's a very humble guy. He w- won't ever toot his own horn about this, but he has built a very successful business in an industry where the independent owners are getting bought up by these bigger, bigger shops. And I think a lot of that has to do with the culture that he's developed with his employees within the whole organization and that he's teaching his kids how to create that 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 culture within their own with within their own world within that business and that's i think a really critical thing especially in these days it's not always just about how much money and production that we can push through but how are we developing our people because if we develop our people the results are going to come anyway would you, would you agree with that ron yeah, when when you say culture, I mean that's 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 a buzzword for me. I mean it's it's extremely important in in the way I go through life and especially in a world that's so divided right now. I think that business owners as a whole and I don't know who we're reaching out to, but our business can, businesses can be a place where it can be an uplifting place. If if we have a good culture, people can go go home happy and maybe uplift the family instead of going home sad and and degrading the family with with um, their anxiety and rough days. So, uh, not not to say we have all perfect days here, but we we certainly try to make make the average be that we had more good days than bad for sure. Oh, that's that's exactly right. And I you know I talk to a lot of business owners, especially their kids, and the one thing I try to relate to them, which I don't think they they fully understand, is that. The, the business to the uh, the owner, especially one that he's that he's kind of built from the ground up, is like another child to them. It's it's something that they've birthed and and that they're giving life to, and how again there's a responsibility to all of those employees that they have, and it, it's and and that's what I like about this idea of culture that you always talk about is that you're developing leaders within your own business that can then pass those those leadership traits onto their family, onto their uh, communities, to the, you know whatever organizations they're a part of. So that's why the name of the podcast is called Your Business, Your Life because. Again, they all intertwine with one another. So, Ron, during COVID, I know you and I had talked and you had this idea. Uh, I want you to explain the audience about how you kind of started this new business and how you were also to incorporate uh, your son, Aaron, into that. Uh, Just if you can give maybe a little bit of the story to the audience about how the idea came, how you started formulating this, and then how you started to see how you could pull your son Aaron into this opportunity. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it start, started uh, very oddly, and uh, I, I always try to be open-minded, and uh, I, I'm always kind of saying that I, I've done more things by listening than I have by talking, for sure. So um um, I'm kind of a quiet guy and just kind of linger in the backgrounds, and I'm always trying to learn. But I, I go to morning mass, and I, I, I talked to a, to a lady uh, who her daughter and, uh, was the principal in, at St. Peter's School, and and we were just talking about the struggles of Cove, honestly. And she was telling me they just 
the governors keeps changing all these things and they don't know what to do and you know just the level of stress and anxiety of trying to reopen a school and and I basically was just lending an ear and, and I at the end of the conversation I said you know if she needs any help I'm going through the same things in, in my business let me know and uh, I'd be more than glad to uh, to be of any systems whatever that might be and lo and behold to make a long story short she had told her daughter and the principal called me and said like hey you're not going to believe this tonight we're having a school board meeting why don't you come i think not sure why but why don't you come so anyhow i i, I went and i got there and there was you know teachers and parents and, and and people from the medical field and some people from the law industry attorneys and such and and they were all trying to figure this stuff out and i kept on saying to myself like what am i doing here like i don't really fit in this conversation so i just kind of continued to sit there and listen and i kind of heard what they were saying and it's like we don't want our kids to wear a mask um, if we have to do that i'm not sure maybe we should homeschool our kids uh, i was hearing the importance of community um you know, I was hearing the importance of uh, social development in, in children and the masks were, and some of these things were uh, inhibiting that. And uh, so anyhow, I decided to go for a walk, walk down to one of the classrooms and I just kind of looked around and uh, I come up with the idea that I could build basically a windshield for these small school desks that would help protect them, uh, you know, any aerosol, the human aerosol that would be spread around when they're sitting at their desks. So not sure what was right and what was wrong, but it was just what my gut was telling me. So mm -hmm. there again, long story short, at the end of the night, I took two school desks home with me. And the next morning I took a product into them that we're calling them desk dividers. Some people are calling them sneeze guards, but whatever you'd like to call them, we come up with a product that, that would seem to work. And right away, my first thoughts when I left that night, I'm like, Ron, do you know how many school desks there are in the world? And <laughs> You know, COVID is affecting the world right now. And I'm like, I think I'm onto something here. So anyhow, um, we, we started to produce them. And, and, and within four to six weeks, we probably sold five or 600 of those products. And we were, you know, it's just now starting to calm down a little bit. But uh, we were scrambling there before the school uh, season and um, to try to get everybody equipped that, that had interest in those things. So it was awesome. You know, it, it took off very quickly. The other thing, uh, getting back to your original question, is it, it gave an opportunity, too, for my one son who wasn't sure if he wanted to be in the collision business. So so we're working together on this new project. I'm not sure where it's going. It's still real, really early yet, but we're having fun doing it. We see a need. We're in the middle of building some websites and stuff like that and trying to get uh, – our, our product message out there. Um, new companies called New Day, New Solutions. And, uh, you know, we just think that in bad times, instead of just mumbling around and, and talking about how bad it is, the, how can we take something good and, and or something bad and, and make something good out of it? So hopefully we're doing that and we're excited to continue to be creative uh, wherever we might be invited to go. Yeah, and, well, and one thing I I'd like you to highlight, because your desk shields, I mean, there's a number of companies that have these different desk shields out there, but you kind of saw a unique a unique way of, of making these, uh, not only just how they're designed, but also the material that you're using. Could you just highlight that a little bit? In my in my earlier life, I was uh, I messed around with race cars for about, over 20 years, and uh, we, we used a product called Lexan. 
and uh, they make uh, windshields out of it for, for, for a lot of the race cars. You know, NASCAR uses it. So it's a very highly durable piece of piece of glass or, or plastic. So so at any rate, uh, with my experience going to my racing background, I knew that I that we could bend and manipulate and some of the things that we could do with that product. So that's where my idea came from because everybody was really hesitant about using plexiglass because when it falls, it breaks and, and shatters and has has sharp edges, and that wouldn't be. Uh, user-friendly around small children so that's how I come up with the idea and and honestly there again I think sometimes things are predetermined for us pre-designed and and we just need to say yes and take take action and and, and listen sometimes of, of what the message maybe is as to what we're what we're to be doing and where we're to be going with 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 our talents yeah, no doubt about that. And I, I just I, I just think it's so cool that, again, how you were able to come up with this idea, but then also find the ancillary benefit of giving an opportunity for your son who didn't quite feel like that the collision business was his. And I think this is the idea that I try to translate to a lot of my clients is that we don't just have to look at the core business. We can create other opportunities outside that that best utilize the human capital within the family. I think too many times we put so much of an emphasis on the financial capital and we forget the most important thing is really them as individuals, as people, and where their talents and interests truly are. So I just think that is just an awesome story. I just, I, I love that story. I tell it to everybody I run into. We're here to help you anywhere we can with any connections I may have with any uh, any school boards or um, the, the private schools in our area to help get this because I do think it's a, vi a viable opportunity to keep our kids in a classroom, but in a safe environment. So I want to give you kudos on that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Matt. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to uh, have great people inspire me, uh, like yourself and, and, and some of the other network uh, people I network with in our community. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so we're uh, we're running uh, short on time here. So, Ron, uh, first off, can you tell people uh, how they would get in touch uh, with Ron's Collision Center? Sure, you can reach us on the web, obviously, Ron's Collision Center and AutoSales.com. We're, we're actually in the process of putting a new website up. Uh, our, our old one's still there, but uh, we have a new one on the way. should be ready here in the next three or four weeks. And then uh, if anybody's in need of any desk shields or anything like that, you can reach me um, through, the same, through the same contact uh, temporarily. Uh, our new company is... Uh, ndnsolutions.com it's not up and running yet either but uh, you can you can go to the web and definitely get in touch with me through our collision center until we get some of these other things rolling that's great that's great that's awesome so eric do you have anything you want to ask ron here before we leave oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> absolutely i wasn't gonna get off absolutely. that easy right <clears throat> No, Ron, it's 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 go time, yeah. baby. You ready? <laughs> uh, first of all, Matt, I want to say to you, this is why I love doing this podcast with you. You are incredibly supportive of small businesses. You always have been. We've always talked about that. And you've given a platform to Ron and his new company and his son and, and truly for all the workers that work with him and for him. Uh, so thank you. I mean, that's, that's the first thing I wanted to say, but Ron, this podcast goes nationwide. Uh, so let me ask you just flat out, 
how would it work for a school in a different area to order your product? Design-wise, I mean, is it is it pretty standard? That's number one. And the number two, shipping-wise, you know, what kind of deals can you swing here, Ron? Yeah, well, we're we're all very very new to this, and uh, we're we're journeying through some of these things. I'll be quite honest, and we know that there's uh, there's there's some pretty great opportunity out there for us, and we're our website that's coming up. We're not sure if we're going to go e-commerce or a standard website. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of wholesalers out there, school school wholesalers out there that are selling school supplies. So we're not sure whether to approach those folks and, and maybe do it that way or, mm, or yeah. go more towards the retail side of it. So we're weighing those things out currently. I don't think COVID is going away anytime soon. Uh, the neat thing about our product, we, we're, we're doing some neat things. Uh, we, we built some iPad holders on the side of these desk shields. Um, we're putting nice. some pencil pencil holders in them. We're talking about cup holders because water fountains have gone away, and now they're mm. using the the, disem- the, the dispensers to uh, fill water bottles and that sort of thing. So we're saying, uh, let's take a look at a school desk that's been around for hundreds of years possibly and, and and probably has not changed very much i know if i go to, to the elementary school that i went to this, i think the, the same desk that i sat in is still there yeah. you know? so <laughs> you know pencils rolling on the floor and, and no you know no place to organize anything and i think it's a great opportunity to um give protection to our to our our, our young uh, children but yeah. also um, maybe do some things from an organizational standpoint that they might yeah, not have been absolutely. able to do in the and, past. and again I love the fact that it it may reduce uh, possibly eliminate the use for masks in certain scenarios uh, sure. within the classroom which would be great so that you, I mean it's incredibly innovative I love that uh, but now I have to ask the 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 one true question that's been burning on my mind and again we joked at the beginning of the podcast that I kind of dated myself at the beginning but I'm going to do that again. Ron, when when my teachers found me not paying attention back in the day, they would usually chuck a piece of chalk or an eraser at me. Will that screen protect me from a piece of chalk or (laughs) or an eraser flying at my face there, Ron? Yeah, I actually think that might might even stop a small pellet and a pellet gun. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope I, they I, don't I, have pellet guns. We don't yeah. we don't want that. For sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already scared enough of the chalk. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no. I I think I think you may be safe um, from that. But uh, you know, if you got a quick teacher, they may be able to run around your backside and get you. So <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure you'll have a design for that soon uh, yeah. to protect my backside as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Ron, thank you so much for being here. What a what a great time this was, and and. Uh, I love the fact that you have been able to pivot and adapt. Um, this isn't something that where you're being opportunistic. You are absolutely fulfilling a need, and I, I appreciate that. And as a father and a grandfather, thank you. You know, because yeah. uh, it's it's very very difficult. My my grandson is virtual learning, and he's in kindergarten. And boy, how how tough is that to try to wrangle a kindergartner to be on a computer yeah. for you know however many hours a day? So I think wow. you have a really good solution there, and I, I wish you the best of luck and God bless. Yeah, Eric, thanks for the inspiration, for sure. You bet. Matt, again, you, you, you brought on a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for bringing Ron on. And I know that people can also reach out to you and, and chat with you. Can you drop your contact information in this podcast as well? Sure. You can always go to my website, dfranvfo.com. If you want to chat, there's a little button up on the top right-hand side that says schedule an introductory call. Also, a lot of the principles and and kind of my process that I follow, you can find in my white paper. It's Mm -hmm. free. Uh, Feel free to download that at any time. 
All right. Thank you so much. And of course, the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Matt comes out with the new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And I'm going to encourage you, if you know somebody that works within the school districts or they need some solutions for their situation, please share this podcast with them so they can get to know Ron and, and all the things that he's accomplished with his business. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or another qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. DeFrancesco Financial Concierge, LLC, doing business as DeFrancesco Virtual Family Office, is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training.